Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest is Pierre Znoza, uh, founder and CEO of Paymium.com, P-A-Y-M-I-U-M. Pierre, how are you? Uh, good, Richard. Thank you. And you? Yeah. yeah, very good. So tell me about Paymium. What uh, do you guys do? Okay, we are uh, one uh, of the first exchange um, in the cryptocurrency space. We started uh, back in the company back in 2011 um as a btc euro exchange and we've kept doing that for for the past five years uh the platform has been uh, upgraded in 2013 so the current platform is actually running uh, continuously since uh, 2013 so it's an exchange of btc to euros mostly Today, that's the only currency pair we we deal with uh, in our in the order book. Uh, but we are going to add some more uh, crypto pairs uh, in the in the coming uh, weeks and months. That's uh, that's in the works. How come you guys stuck to Bitcoin only for so long? Especially because so many tokens have have been created. And why now? Yeah. Why are you adding pairs now? Yeah. Um, I think something's happened uh, in 2017 with the uh, the market cap of uh, all cryptocurrencies going from uh, say 10 billion to uh, or 100 billion, uh, and that's uh, in the course of uh, less than a year. Uh, so before that, we we felt uh, the business of uh, trading um, Bitcoin for fiat uh, like euros uh, is very specific because it involves uh, AML, KYC, and strong banking relationships. Uh, so it's somewhat different from uh, running a crypto exchange where you don't have to worry about uh, a banking partner because everything right. is in crypto. Uh, so that's that's main reason. Now we we recognize the cryptocurrency market has has grown so so big that uh, it makes sense to expand to uh, uh, crypto only uh, currency pairs. So that that's the reason, and and we are doing that just now. So you're going to keep your fiat gateway, but add now crypto to crypto pairs. Yes, we are keeping it. Uh, evidently, it's uh, it's the hardest part. The hard part is the the banking relationships in the in the crypto mm. space. Uh, so who can do more? Can do less? We can we can now easily add uh, 
Well, crypto for crypto, the difficulty is more on the technical side because uh, if we are if if people are not careful in integrating uh, new coins or new tokens, they can uh, create big holes in their, for instance, in their accounting, uh, and and, uh, and that's a big uh, obstacle that we we want to clear um, because we are audited uh every year and we keep uh, we want to keep our accounting clean and uh, make sure all the cryptocurrency pairs are, are treated um uh, uh you know seamlessly and and perfectly in 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 the books um uh, the, the 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 exchanges that have added so many cryptos in a, such a short period of time uh may have a huge uh, technical debt uh, that can uh, come back and harm them uh, later if uh, if there is a problem uh, with with their accounting or whatever other uh, attack on their system. So we don't want well, to. Would, um, yeah, what would be the accounting problems? Like, uh, I don't understand. Did they just are they just adding tokens and not even tracking the buys and sells, or what's the accounting problem? No, they are tracking. The problem is uh, one of the security. Uh, because uh, when you run an exchange, you have uh, two security challenges. The first is to keep the private keys secure, um, and the second is to keep your accounting database secure, because if people mess with your accounting database, uh, then you have an accounting problem. That's basically what killed uh, 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 you know, exchanges like MTGOX and others. Uh, not only the... Uh, the, the security of the private keys, it's also the security of their accounting. Uh, so it's an integral part of the security of an, of an exchange. So if if people are not careful with uh, with this type of aspects, for instance, how do you deal with uh, with, with uh, you know downtime or, or uh, flash crash or whatever? Especially for those doing uh, you know um, margin trading leverage, uh, that can become a, a really uh, a daunting uh, accounting nightmare, uh, and we want to stay clear of these kind of problems because uh, we don't think it's worth uh, the, the trouble. We want to keep doing what we've been doing so far. That is priority. Our priority is security over functionality. Uh, we'd rather have fewer cryptocurrencies and and be secure than have you know 100 and run any kind of risk. Yeah, that makes sense. You're right. I'm thinking as you're talking, and I can imagine the big exchanges with all those trades and all those token pairs, and it must be a lot of accounting. I mean, like unbelievable. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's not very transparent. You know, the way they are audited. I've I've never seen uh, really a, an audit report for a, a crypto exchange, uh, but that would be very interesting. We we plan to. Uh, to be very transparent, um, and 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 that's also part of of uh, the explaining we have to do the uh, you know to evangelize the market. We have to uh, pass these kind of messages also, um, uh, so to customers and uh, potentially regulators, uh, if they ever uh, mean to uh, regulate uh, this activity. Uh, yeah, that's that's the big challenge really. What kind of issues do you have being a fiat gateway? You know, do you have a lot of people that use you to get into Bitcoin and then send their Bitcoin elsewhere to other exchanges that trade a lot of pairs? You know, what kind of issues do uh, you have? Yeah, that's that's part, not necessarily a problem because we 
we are we are earning something they trade bitcoin for for euros and vice versa but um the 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 gateway the the prime of the fiat uh gateway that we are is that we are we we um are subject to the all the frictions that exist between the fiat networks like euro or dollar uh and and the cryptocurrency networks uh the fiat networks uh, don't have the same velocity uh don't have they are regulated uh, so that creates uh, some uh, misunderstanding sometimes people don't understand uh that um it's different dealing with fiat than dealing with cryptos um but uh so we have uh, in terms of customer support it's a, it's a challenge because ex- people have very high expectations uh, for the velocity of the, the transfer, uh, for instance, of a, of a wire transfer, they expect money to be on their account uh, immediately uh, when uh, obviously uh, it's not the case, at least here in Europe, um, it takes a full business day, uh, sometimes more, for a uh, wire transfer to uh, reach the destination bank account. So that that's the prime we have. But it's more um, uh, about uh, you know teaching people how how things work uh, under the hood than anything else well what kind of behavior do you see people have on your on your exchange do they do a lot of them keep their bitcoin on there or does it all leave you know what about when it comes in from an outside source do you have to verify where it's coming from and are there certain places that you know someone sends money in from a certain place private wallet or a certain exchange that you have to be careful because it could uh it could hurt you um one of the problem we we have to deal with is uh is uh identity theft we have to make sure the people that we are uh dealing with are the, indeed the people that have uh, submitted their 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 ids uh their, you know when during the the customer due diligence uh that must be performed for people to have uh, to open a euro account you have to go through uh, customer due diligence so um that's that's one of the precautions that we we are taking uh, regarding uh you know opening an account as far as the origin of the funds uh we are required to uh, to make sure um it can be uh, documented by customers past a certain certain threshold. Uh, if it's uh, an amount, um, you know, relatively small, like uh, 2,500 euros, then the funds are, are, are credited. But if, uh, if the, the, the funds are the, the, the flow uh, through the account is is significant, then we we might have to ask people for for justification. That's that's the rule we have to comply with here but other than that uh, it's really uh, easy and, and seamless to to use the exchange well do you see different behavior from different users any any behavior you see that surprises you that people keep mm-hmm. maybe a lot of money with you or they don't keep money with you or people tend yeah, to most people you know, will, buy and hold what do you see yeah yeah well, well most people do Buy and hold, uh, unless they are day traders or professional traders. There are, there are some of them on our platform, obviously. But many customers will just uh, convert euros to Bitcoin and uh, and leave them uh, with the platform because they know we do uh, we do cold storage uh, for the funds, so it's uh, very secure. Uh, 
there are no private keys on on customer facing servers um and therefore they 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 must feel that it's safe to leave them with with premium um so that's that's the behavior we 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 can uh, witness for for uh, i'd say retail customers uh, but some of them will will pull the bitcoins to an, an external wallet obviously and especially those that have a hardware wallet uh they and, and that's a big success of the hardware wallets uh, in the past uh, year or so um that gives people the means to keep their private keys uh, by themselves and uh, and then they can uh, withdraw the bitcoins from uh, from premium but for others um they just prefer to leave them with us yeah, what is you know for listeners? What does a cold wallet for you guys look like? You know, where do the keys go, and what does a hot wallet look like? Okay, I cannot give you all the details, but uh, the principle is fairly simple: is just to uh, generate keys offline, uh, print them or write them on 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 paper, not on electronic devices, and and put them in in vaults, essentially in vaults. So it can, can be bank vaults or non-bank vaults. Uh, but essentially, uh, you, what you do is secret splitting or multi-sig, and you use uh, uh, a combination of, of, of vaults in different locations uh, that, uh, that, so that the, the, the coins are stored safely offline. And they cannot be, if one of the vaults is, is compromised, uh, the, the keys are still safe because then you can rotate the keys before uh, any other vault is compromised. So it, all that is fairly standard practice in the industry, I believe, today. Um, the uh, only uh, debate is about uh, using, for instance, multi-sig over uh, secret splitting. For now, we stick to secret splitting, but uh, the result is the same. The result is that you end up with... Uh, uh, support that uh, with a piece of uh, of paper that is stored safely uh, in different location and uh, just one doesn't allow uh, the the recovery of the key. You need to combine several of them uh, to recover the key. So that's very safe. It's something you cannot do with gold or with traditional money, uh, and, and that's why people, I guess, feel safe uh, leaving. Bitcoins in uh, in exchanges that uh, do uh, multi-sig or, or secret splitting. Okay, makes sense. Um, yeah, what do you think uh, most exchanges do? Do you think that they're taking the private keys and putting them on computers that are not connected to the internet, or you think they're actually writing them down? I mean, what mm-hmm. what do you think the best way is to manage uh, private keys of so many accounts? Are they, you know, are, are accounts combined? Let's say you have a million customers. You know, how do you manage all those private keys? What do you do? Um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, there, there, are, there are several ways to uh, to, to deal with that. Uh, most exchanges or we, we use a deterministic wallet to uh, receive deposits, and then they will uh, empty the wallet as often as possible to so that there is relatively very little money on on the wallet, just the, the, the recent deposits. And then move everything to uh, external you know, cold storage. Uh, that's essentially what we do. Um, so we we have uh, uh, deposits for the past hour or so, basically on 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 the wallet. 
and everything else is in cold storage. And most most exchanges that I know of, as far as I can tell, uh, are using similar uh, similar practices. Um, I've noticed one exchange, a big one, using a single cold storage address, which I think is uh, is not wise, but uh, that's the way they do. So <laughs> they, they they have to explain. We use uh, we use um, a bunch of cold storage addresses uh, so that we can redeem uh, cold storage address uh, as needed uh, without moving. Uh, Without moving the funds of all the the core storage funds, so, so again there are different um, approaches. Um, we try to really be as secure as possible, even if if it takes uh, sometimes, for instance, to redeem a core storage key. Probably preferable. Gotcha. That's why we do we do. Uh, they, there can be a delay in before you can withdraw bitcoins, but that's that's the only way to to stay safe. In fact. Okay. And, and you have a banking relationship for a long time. I mean, it's unusual. A lot of, uh, you know, companies and exchanges, the bank, you know, stops the relationship or, you know, they don't last long or they can't get one at all. What do you mm -hmm. think that uh, makes it so scary for banks and why have you been able to maintain a relationship for so long? Um, I suppose we, we are very uh, patient and we did not rush uh, for instance, uh, into into anything. For instance, uh, regarding uh, ML KYC, we never took uh, shortcuts. Uh, we always uh, went by the book of ML KYC practice in the banking industry because, really, um, ML KYC is protection. It brings uh, not only compliance for banks, but also it's a way to prevent fraud because if uh, you know the customer then it's a way to prevent uh you know identity theft and that kind of things uh so so it's very important because uh, bitcoin attracts sometimes the wrong kind of attention from uh, some people and and uh, if uh, we were not careful we'd, we'd have a fraud rate that would be too high and that would uh, cause the bank to close the relationship i think that's what hap what's happening with uh with uh, some uh, Bitcoin businesses, or that has been happening uh, in the past, um, that they, they were careless about uh, AML KYC, and uh, therefore the fraud rate went to the roof, and and the bank closed the account. That's that's the common, very common story. Uh, so it's yeah. a com it's a trade-off between uh, you know, customer acquisition and compliance. It's uh, it's tempting to to uh, take shortcuts with compliance and. Uh, risk uh, management but uh, the, but it's tempting but it's very dangerous uh, route because then uh, it's uh, you can jeopardize the, the banking relationship gotcha um all right so going forward which pairs are you going to be adding and when do you think okay we are we are working on a release uh, early next year but no precise date is uh, set yet uh, so let's say Q1 uh, 2018, and we'll be adding. Uh, essentially, we we aim at the uh, top 10 uh, cryptocurrencies, uh, at least in a pair with Bitcoin. Um, there could be more currency pairs added over uh, over time, but we we'll start with uh, Bitcoin as the uh, you know the the, the, the pivot the uh, 
the cornerstone of this um, new uh, service offering. Okay, so 2018, we're not sure exactly when, but it's coming, okay? Yeah, early early 2018, yeah, early next year. Where do your customers come from? I mean, where are you based out of, and, and what countries uh, do your customers come from primarily? Uh, we are based in in Paris, uh, Paris, France, and the customers come mostly from Europe, uh, uh, majority of French customers, but uh, at least uh, a third of them come from uh, other countries, other European countries, and uh, fewer come from outside of Europe. No, uh, because uh, we, we are dealing uh, in euros uh, only, so it's not very uh, efficient to to for for American citizens and uh, dollars uh, to uh, to us um, and 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 therefore uh, it's it's why we have this uh, geographic focus on on European customers because we are dealing the Bitcoin Euro uh, currency pair. Okay, do you have any plans to go to um, any other uh, fiat currency pairs or just the euro? Uh, yes, we we plan to next year to add as we add uh, cryptocurrencies, we also add uh, probably uh, a few more uh, fiat currencies. It's part of the the roadmap, and uh, it's this is mostly about uh, uh, you know banking relationships and uh, good um, conditions for for dealing with these pairs because it's very costly to. To manage fiat, as, as you may be, as you may know, uh, because the cost um, of, of uh, fiat is uh, the operating cost for for dealing with fiat uh, money is much higher than with uh, crypto currencies. Uh, so adding um, fiat currencies is relatively expensive, and it's not necessarily very uh, profitable if uh, there is not enough liquidity. So we'll add cryptocurrencies first, and then uh, over the course of next year, we might add more um, fiat currencies if and when uh, liquidity uh, is sufficient. What are some of the most um, requested items from your customers? What do they want? Well, they want all sorts of um, trade orders. If they are sophisticated traders, they they want... uh, you know, stop loss orders, that kind of thing. So that's also on the roadmap. Today we we have market orders and limit orders. So we'd be adding uh, stop loss and, and other uh, more advanced uh, trading features uh, very soon. Uh, that's on our, on our roadmap uh, currently being worked on. Uh, but other than that, most of our customers come uh, to convert euros to Bitcoin. And that's uh, very easy. It's a very uh, friendly uh, user interface um, that they find at Premium. Uh, and professional traders uh, use the uh, API, the trading API, that's fairly well documented. Uh, so there are really two types of customers, those using the user interface, um, and they are, they are happy with the with what we have to offer, and professional traders uh, using um, the trading API. But in this case, uh, they are requesting more advanced order, but they are happy with limit orders and market orders, because uh, primarily because Bitcoin is such a volatile uh, currency, it's a, such a volatile uh, asset, that they can make profit uh, on volatility. Um, so advanced features are nice uh, to have, but are not necessarily a must. 
Okay. Um, any dangers you see, <clears throat> you know, margin, uh, other things that you don't want to add or you think, you know, shouldn't be added margin, because yeah. you think they're a danger to customers? What do you? Yeah. Margin trading is uh, is very dangerous when you have such a volatility uh, uh, on an asset. But um, still, people are, are, many platforms are offering this feature. I remember Bitcoin Nika. If you don't, if you, I don't know if you remember the first uh, one of the first platform to use it to pr propose margin trading was Bitcoin Nika. Uh, that was a major failure <laughs> in the in the Bitcoin uh, ecosystem uh, in the early days. Uh, since then, um, platforms have become more professional, but I still think uh, margin trading is uh, en entails a lot of risk for the users and for the platform. Uh, so we stay away from it for now. Um, I'm not saying we will never do it, but for, for now we stay away from this feature. Okay. Um, any other features that uh, you think are important to discuss, you know, whether they're happening right now or later? You know, where do you uh, think the, um, the exchange portion of the industry is going or should be going? I think what's going to happen is that uh, the, the, the crypto space is going to be more or less regulated uh, and and we might see consolidation. Um, but I, the thing I would want most from the uh, ecosystem is, uh, is transparency. Uh, in other words, make sure that all these exchanges are solvent at any time. Uh, they are reasonably... Uh, Active in fighting, uh, you know, fraud and uh, and money laundering. Um, other than that, I think it's uh, developing. Uh, it's it's a very dynamic environment, very exciting, and there's not much to say uh, beyond that. I, I just think we should have a, a level playing field um, across exchanges and have good practices uh, so that. Um, Exchanges are not used for, for money laundering because that's hurting the ecosystem as a whole. Um, and that's the only thing I, I would wish that everybody use, all the exchanges use the same practices for, for AML, KYC. Uh, and, and then, and then that, that would be beneficial to, to, I think, all the users and, and to the ecosystem in general. Is it that difficult to comply with AML, KYC? Or do you think it's just the culture of crypto is that they don't want that. That's why they, they, they fight it. Yeah, I think it's difficult. It's costly. It's, costly. Uh, it's a pain <laughs> uh, to do uh, this uh, due diligence. Uh, we, we have uh, quite a bit of experience, so we make it as, as painless as possible for our customers. But I know people that are not familiar, uh, newcomers to the ecosystem that are launching, uh, for instance, the crypto exchange these days, uh, I think they they, have, they will have to learn, uh, and otherwise they they will face uh, real difficulty going forward. And um, I don't think it's difficult. I just think it's uh, as we said, it's not uh, in the culture of uh, developers in general, um, and it, uh, there is a need to bridge the gap between this uh, this culture of uh, developing things and. and Making things available, feature feature rich platform, and uh, necessity to prevent uh, fraudulent activity. Okay. Well, very good. So, how can people uh, find out more about Paymium and uh, open an account if they wish, and you know, see what's coming in the future? 
Uh, normally, they, it's very easy and, and, and free to use uh, to, to go visit premium.com, open an account, and get started. Uh, they can use a, a bank card to buy bitcoins also. That's another feature of the exchange. We are not only um, an order book uh, exchange, uh, real-time trading exchange, but also uh, over-the-counter selling uh, bitcoins by credit card. So for new newcomers, it's a fairly easy way to get started. Um, so yeah, they should come visit premium.com, especially if they are uh, dealing in euros, and uh, soon they will be able to to deal with uh, to trade other uh, cryptocurrencies. So it's uh, it's a good time to sign up. Well, very good, Pierre. Thank you so much for coming on the call, and I really appreciate it. Thanks, Richard. Thanks to you for inviting me. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 